You're listening to the Trojan Tailgate Podcast Network. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome into the Trojan Tailgate Podcast Network. My name is Hampton Sipper, and it is an honor to bring another podcast to you guys. We are your trusted source for the original analysis and insight into the wide world of sports. Tonight, I'm joined by my friend Kyle Edwards. Kyle, how's it going tonight, buddy? Yes, sir, man. It's going good. I'm excited to be here, you know, just getting around talking about some sports, you know, a little bit about myself. I'm a senior at Troy University, and I also consider myself a fantasy football legend. You know, I've always enjoyed beating up on a bunch of these guys that we talk about in this group. And one guy that I typically make more trades with than anybody is my friend Chase Haney. Dude, well, thank you for the intro, because I think it's very fair, very appropriate that, uh, yes, we do do a lot of trading. My name is Chase, and uh, I actually, I've already graduated from Troy University, so these fine fellas, some of them still attend my alma mater. Um, I'm here now at Baylor University. And uh, loving grad school, but what I do during class and in my free time is I study fantasy football. Um, if you're on Reddit, then you more than likely are looking at the same things that I am. So um, I love fantasy football. I love talking football, whether that's NFL or college. Um, something I really enjoy and really enjoy doing it with these fellas. And uh, some of these are friends, and then some of these are actually kin. So this is my brother Graham, who I love to talk football with. How's it going, guys? I'm Graham Haney. I'm a senior marketing major at Troy. Uh, whenever I graduate, we'll just see what happens, and then we'll go with that. Um, my expertise <laughs> in the field, I have a fantastic Kiwi highlight film that you just really need to check out. Um, but reporting live from the sideline, as always, is uh, Woj Suave, our good friend, uh, Josh Helms. What's up, guys? Uh, I'm Joshua Helms, a.k.a. Suave. Uh, I'm a graduate student at Troy University, uh, exercise science, and when I Get out of grad school, I plan on being a uh, football coach and also a strength and conditioning coach. And in my free time, I like to do fancy football stuff. And I'm going to bring you all the latest news on trades and scouting reports from the NFL. I got I to work Swab real quick. I, I, Swab, mm-hmm. I think the Browns are going to be – the Browns and the Jets are going to be hiring here in a second if you're looking for a job. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I want the Browns job. I may take the Jets job. Yeah, the Browns okay. will fire you in a year. So <laughs> Yes. And I have to draft the quarterback every year in the first round. Is he from gotcha. Oklahoma? Feel that? I think so. Um, <laughs> hey, Swap's on that caliber, man, where he can be selective. You said Browns or Jets. He's like, I can just take one. I ain't, you know, I ain't got to take both. I ain't got to take both. Makes sense to me. Yep. I do want to say something real quick. I do want to let everybody know that Chase was emphasizing how much he loves fantasy football and Reddit and stuff. I I don't want to throw my boy under the bus or anything, but my man probably does the most research, and he had the least amount of points. (laughs) (laughs) Call him out. Personally. (laughs) Hey, Hey, if you guys know anything, it's make them make them look like like they're weak, so that when when they come at you, oh man, it, 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 it's it's over with. You're, you're you're getting trades from people. They think that your team sucks and you know nothing. So you start well, off three slow. weeks and this is a marathon. Chase is going to have a completely different roster. This is a marathon, not <laughs> a sprint. That's all I'm talking about. That man Chase Chase is trying to um, hustle saying? like Drake and Josh. <laughs> yeah, Freudian <laughs> slip. My bad. Um, but Chase is trying to get them. Hustle them boys like uh, Drake and Josh did back when they were playing pool. 
Oh, <laughs> Chase would have gotten pulled over with uh, that amount of points on the, the on the highway. Uh, they wouldn't even give him a speeding ticket, man. That that's just how low it is. And so uh, we'll just have to hope for better. You just know you yep. know you had, your team had a bad week. Whenever if you would have not played your defense, you would have won. That's that's when you know you had a bad week. <laughs> but I guess we can I guess we can get off the roast and chase train and get to uh, maybe what we get, get, Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good idea, Chase. I think that's a good idea. Um, so for those listening to the first time, as that is everyone, because this is our first podcast, uh, we kind of wanted to get together and um, do a podcast about all the sports that we love because. Um, some of the intros of the guys were talking about how we enjoy getting together on the phone, talking low football, talking basketball. And we just thought it'd be fun to have like a roundtable discussion. And instead of uh, just talking, how about we record it? So uh, this is our NFL show. We'll probably have an NBA show, college football, baseball, the occasional UFC. Um, oh, we'll man, have. Can't a, wait. Yeah, I know. Can't wait. Chase is. Um, our UFC correspondent. You like that? I'm here for like that. that. I can get behind that. Fantasy yeah. football guru um, in UFC. What did you say? Fanatic? I'll take that. <laughs> cor- fanatic correspondent, you know, same. Close. Both fans. Both um, fans. Yeah. But uh, this, you know, we'll try to be coming to y'all weekly and hope y'all really enjoy it. Um, okay. Nice. Um, <laughs> so we'll get <laughs> We'll get to it. Um, the first thing on our NFL agenda is we are going to recap the first week of games. So we had an exciting uh, first week of NFL football after what what felt like a year-long drought, honestly, with the pandemic and everything going on. So, Mr. Graham Haney, I'm going to ask you, what team stood out to you um, and impressed you in the first week of NFL action? I was just I was just glad that football is back. I mean, they were talking about uh, how the people were going to be the teams were going to be slow and the tackling was going to be poor. But I saw some good football on Sunday and you know Thursday and Monday, so I was pretty impressed. But uh, one team that I really just enjoyed watching was uh, the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers uh, coming back for another year, and um, the past couple of years he's been on to, been on a decline. But uh, it came out like he had something to prove that um, he had a target on his back and he was. Uh, he was going for the going for the goal, so I was really impressed with the Packers. They were just able to to formulate things on offense, and uh, you know the defense just kept them in the game. So, uh, yeah, I like Green Bay Packers going forward. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you, Graham. I think Rodgers read all the criticism and read all the um, oh he's too old, oh he's done, oh he has a bad attitude. Uh, we're going to draft Jordan Love and uh, get him to replace you. I think he had. Heard enough of that talk and came out and had a stellar game Sunday. Um, yeah, Chase, yeah. who stood out to you this weekend? I don't mean I don't mean to steal this from uh, Kyle, who's going to go in a second. But man, didn't oh, didn't, man. didn't 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 the Cardinals look good though? Like I mean, man, have about the Cardinals? I mean, how about my boy Andre Hopkins? Yeah, and like I don't think though that that like the 49ers, I don't think that they're like the Rams who went to the Super Bowl and then the next year couldn't really get it together. I still think the 49ers are a really good team. They were missing a few pieces on offense, like receivers, and Kittle gets hurt, and like other, like they they run the ball a ton, but you need somebody to throw the ball to, and it, even we saw that Richard Sherman got hurt, so like they were pretty banged yeah. up. But at the end of the day, I think they made they had a really good draft. I think they're still a really good football team. I think they bounced back from this, but man, the Cardinals 
looked like a team that went from who had the number one pick two years ago to these guys are going to be pretty fun to watch going forward. Yeah, a little side note about the Cardinals is a lot of people know I have a massive man crush on DeAndre Hopkins when it comes to fantasy football, especially in a PPR league. The dude's going to get 10 to 15 targets a game. I mean, you can't beat it. And I lost my fantasy matchup to a guy that was jawing the entire time. He, he was talking so much smack. And I was I ended up I was down big early, but I ended up losing by five. And DeAndre Hopkins touchdown that got overturned in the fourth quarter. Would have done it for me, but hey, mm. Hopkins had what 14, 15 catches. Dude, fourteen for one fifty six. Fourteen for one fifty six. I think. Well, the way they the way they played on Sunday, we now understand why the Cardinals paid Cliff Kingsbury that much money, and why he can have such a nice house to sit and watch the draft. <laughs> um, <laughs> they came. Hey, how to play. about Kyler Murray, man? Too. How about Kyler Murray? He was special too. Oh, that yeah. special. ain't no joke either. He he's gonna be a stud. I'm telling you, Arizona Cardinals sleeper of the year right here. You heard it here first. I saw. I saw. Do they make hay? They said, let's don't forget about the 49ers. Debo Samuel out for three weeks. The 49ers just signed Muhammad Sanu for a one-year contract. Mm-hmm. Who has multiple uh, years being with Kyle Shanahan in Atlanta. So that offense is going to pick up just where they left off. Yeah, the the Sanu signing is definitely interesting. He kind of had a down year when the Pats signed him, but I mean, I I kind of put that blame on Tom Brady, which we'll get into that a little bit later, but. Well, foreshadowing, eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I agree with you. Forty nine is going to be okay. That's a lot of you'll see that quite often. A lot of people are going to overreact like crazy after the first week. I mean, it's one week. No, no, nothing crazy to take expected there. But I'm telling you what, that Arizona Cardinals offense is no joke. But yeah. uh, I guess I'll go ahead and go into my team that I was kind yeah, of yeah, go for about. it. I want to spark some discussion. It's not really a team I was impressed with. It's a team that. Man, you just nobody can seem to figure them out. How about them Dallas Cowboys, baby? On paper, I mean, I'm telling you, if you go in, if you go and play Madden, you're never going to go wrong picking the Cowboys. You got a good quarterback, you got weapons all around, you got a decent defense. Even though I know they were banged up, but why do y'all think the Cowboys suck? Here, <laughs> like, they I got, should I, be good. They're I got a, an answer. They're in a bad division. They just yep. never get it done. And it, they, we thought it was the coach last year. Like I said, I don't want to overreact after one week. But, man, that was a very winnable game against the Rams, and it just looked like the same old Cowboys. I, got, I think I got an answer for you. His name is Dink and Dunk Dak. Oh, they man. don't push the ball downfield. And so Dude, that, all – go ahead. I was going to say that dime he dropped to Gallup over the highest-paid corner, who should not be the highest-paid corner. He should be the highest-paid actor. <laughs> oh, come on. Job. He should that's win an Oscar. An I didn't know Skip Bayless was on bucket. here with us. <laughs> he it in a bucket down the left sideline to old Gallup, which probably would have won Chase his fantasy football matchup as well. That would have been helpful, man. True. I'm, I'm, still high, I'm still high on Gallup. But what were you saying, Hampton? What do you, you think is wrong with Dink and Dunk, Dak? Well, okay, other than that one pass, I think his average yards per attempt was like five to ten yards. You can't win a game like that. And you've got Amari Cooper, who's a – I mean, he he isn't a four three guy, but he's a four four guy with elite route running ability, who can stretch the field. You've got him, you've got Gallup, who's a burner. You got C D Lamb, who can be a vertical threat. And he didn't look and bad. He, no, he didn't look bad. He looked he looked, he looked really good. Other than he other than he he doesn't get to see where the yellow line is on TV anymore. He's got to know when to where to run his routes on fourth down. But other than that, he was pretty smooth. Exactly. But they with those three receivers who you could argue might be the best receiving core in the NFL, you can't just 
throw five to ten yard passes. You've got to stretch the field. And when you stretch the field and get them safeties back, that means you can run the ball with Zeke more effectively. I mean, in the second half, they scored three points, I think. Yeah. Or but something you, like that. I mean, they all on Dak? Do you think that's all on Dak, or do you think that falls on play calling? Do you think that falls on they were playing Jalen Ramsey, who is the best cornerback in football? Do you think those variables play a factor, or do you think it's all on Dak? I don't think it's all on Dak. I think play calling does play a factor. I think they should incorporate his legs more in the offense. I think um, he's a very dangerous runner, and I don't think they utilize that enough. But at some point, I mean, at some point, you got to stretch the ball downfield, and I think that opens up. Um, a lot of things for their offense defensively had some injuries um, which I I know I bet uh, Mr. Schwab will get into in a little bit Um, but Van Der Esch is out and now Sean Lee's out Um, Mm -hmm. so I think they play I believe they play the Falcons this week and that if they lose that game go 0-2 not looking good for old Dallas they're not gonna lose that game I would like like to add something to that I I think okay. that we, we've kind of figured out the problem of the Dallas Cowboys, and it's it's not the players, and the ownership's kind of given some people, uh, given the team, you know, people to work with, some athletes. But one thing from last year and this year that still remains the same is bad coaching decisions. They yeah. Were, they were down 20-17 to 17, um, in the fourth quarter with about 10 minutes left. They drive down the field, and uh, they get to about the 10-yard line on fourth down. What do they do? They go for it instead of kicking it to tie the field. You know, tie I'm the gonna game be honest with you here. I'm gonna be honest with you here, Graham. I I really like the call to go for it. It shows you have faith in your offense. And also, they had all three timeouts. There was plenty of time left, and the Rams were not gonna march 90 yards down the field the way their offense looked like the second half. Brother, I don't mind the go for it, and because the defense got to stop and gave the got the ball back in Dak's hands again. I mean. You had two tries Fair. essentially to get three points on the board. And it, like I said earlier, C.D. Lamb knows where the first down sticks is. They get that first down. It was a good play, good design, and just bad execution on C.D. Lamb's part. If he runs if he runs an extra six inches forward, it's a good play call, and we're not having that discussion. I like it. I like Chase, what I, you I, got? I like to be aggressive. I, I hear you, brother. But I think here's the problem. <laughs> I, think, I think Graham said it well. Is that they've got like a grad assistant out there calling plays on offense. Who was the same? Don't the same yeah, the coordinator. Don't, Disrespect, that, Kellen. That sucked last year, and they don't make a change. He's probably the same age as like Hunter Renfro. If Hunter Renfro's not older, <laughs> like, come on, like, we know what the problem is here. You like you give, you give. I mean, you give some offensive coordinator. I mean, heck, at a college level, you give him Dak, Zeke, Amari, C.D. Lamb with your first round draft pick, Gallup. Mm-hmm. You've got, I mean, one of the best offensive lines in, 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 in NFL. Like, in the NFL, how, yeah. how are you not putting points on the board to the point where it's not – you're playing the Rams who are trying to get back into somewhat, like, to be relevant. And I, I just – for me, I, I've got to wonder – I felt like the defense is not <clears> where it needs to be, but for some reason they dra- – like, I think you take C.D. Lamb where they did in the draft – but their defense seems like it's got some holes in it, just some pieces it of left. Has. And, like, so it's like, okay, if you're going to sell out on offense, it, what I thought that I heard communicated was that our offense was not is not where we wanted it to be. And so you keep the same offense coordinator, who might do a very good job, but I thought they were going to make a change there. I don't know who you go for, but I just think it says something when you can't beat somebody like the Eagles, and they've got – I mean, they got the XFL – 
you know, they're an XFL wide receiver <laughs> core out there, and they can still True. score more points than you can. I, I, for me, I'm just looking at why are you going to change coaches and then still criticize the offense, and you're criticizing it at the end of last season. I, me and Graham kind of talked about that a little bit before we came <clears> in here, and and I don't know, y'all do with that what you will. Maybe that's not it. Maybe I'm maybe I'm far off. Well, yeah, I, I mean, do. It, it, oh, go ahead, Hampton. Okay, um, real quick, I said I do think that you can see Mike McCarthy calling plays in the near future. I think he might take over play calling for Kellen Moore if the offensive production doesn't improve. But go ahead, Kyle. See, what I was going to say, if C.D. Lamb runs six inches further, this conversation isn't happening. If Jalen Ramsey doesn't flop, this conversation isn't happening. Also, you were talking about the Eagles putting up more points. However, they were playing the Washington football team. And the Cowboys (laughs) were playing Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, and them boys. I mean, I mean – you can take that for what you want, but I, I, I like the fourth down play call. It's week one with a new head coach. Um, I still I, I think give the Cowboys a little bit of time. Their offense will click. Um, I still see the Cowboys winning that division, but see, I see, like the fourth I, down go. I was talking call. about last year whenever they played the Eagles trying to earn that playoff spot. Oh yeah, how up yeah, they were. And, and I agree with you. I mean, it really comes down to hey, look if we if we do better on you know two or three plays to um, go our way, we 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 win this football game. But my thing is, is what what still seems to be the narrative for the Cowboys is that they'll run the ball with Zeke in the first quarter, the first half. He'll score a touchdown, mm-hmm. and for some reason, they feel like they need to abandon that and start doing something else. And yeah, it's, it, it, and from there, I feel like I don't really understand. And I always think, man, maybe I just don't know enough about football because it seems like the same script of they walking around, they walk away from what seems to work. And start to try to like spread it out a little bit, and and I don't I, again I don't know what the right answer is. I think they've got so many weapons they could win multiple ways, um, but man, it, it just it really does make you wonder. You know, it takes a while to get used to a new coach, but man, it makes you really wonder. Wow, like Cowboys are still you know they're zero and one, so it, it's yeah, it's but really tough. I want to yeah. yeah, I want to say one more thing about the Cowboys, and then we can move on. But I think okay. that if your if your defense who was banged up. I'm not saying the Rams are a dynamical offensive team, but they they're not they're not by any means the worst offensive team in the league. For but sure. if they can hold, if you can hold them a team like that to 20 points a game, I think over the course of a season with that offense, when they get it figured out, they're going to be a successful football team. Hey, but I got a question for you before we move on. Do you like the Mike okay. McCarthy hire for the Cowboys? Do you think that's a good move? Was that the right guy for the job? I think I think he's a really good coach. Um, I think he proved that in Green Bay before. Uh, like the last three to four years of his tenure where I think his relationship with Rodgers had ran its course. Um, I think he is I think he is a good hire. I think they could have probably been a little more bold. I wouldn't have mind, minded them going to get Lincoln Riley um, mm-hmm. from Oklahoma, which I know was rumored. But the Cardinals experiment with uh, Kingsbury is working out well. And Kingsbury didn't have near the college level – success that uh, Lincoln Riley had. So I would have rather them be bold and do something like that. But I do like the I do like the Mike McCarthy hire. I think it's solid for sure. That was, that was well said. Freddie Kitchens. Well said. Should have got yeah. Freddie Kitchens. <laughs> Should have <laughs> got Boy, you know I love me some Freddie Kitchens. Um, before, before we move on to um, some teams that disappointed us, I'm going to point out two teams that kind of stood out to me. One was mentioned, Washington football team. Uh, that defense is legit. That D-line might be yeah. top three in the NFL, um, and that might not be hyperbole. I, I, um, I like Ron Rivera there, man. 
No, I'm I, I love mean, Ron I, Rivera. I think, yeah. I think the coach there makes so much sense. I hope Not the only owner will figure out how to be man, the owner. The stones yeah. on that coach, man. He especially <laughs> took an IV at halftime. I mean, you gotta you gotta give your props to that guy. Yeah, yeah. Craig Ron Rivera. He he is a winner on and off the field for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like I like um, I like them. I think they've got some potential to beat upset some teams like they did this past Sunday. And then the other team that really impressed me, uh, not that I have any vested interest with Russell Wilson being my fantasy quarterback, <laughs> but the Seahawks. Uh, I don't know if y'all got to watch that game, but their offensive approach differed drastically from the previous years where they were very run heavy. Uh, This past game, they let Russ cook. Uh, He went 31 for 35 for about 330 yards and four touchdowns. Uh, Looked really good. Their defense with Jamal Adams, that addition, they had a swag back to them, kind of like the Legion of Boom back in, you know, back four or five years ago. I really like that team. I think they've, I mean, they're in a stacked division with them, the Niners, the Cardinals, and the Rams. I mean, that is a gauntlet. That's the equivalent um, of the SEC West. But I think they're going to make a lot of noise this year. That's that's a great take, Hampton. I, I think I think they look incredible. Um, I, I've seen stuff where they said that they let Russell actually have some say so in the scheme and like, hey, like, let me Ooh, let me cook. I like that. And like. Yeah. Man, I mean, the thing is, dude, we, we're, I think we look back and we say, man, Russell Wilson was one of the greatest NFL quarterbacks to ever come through this. Man, let, let mm-hmm. the guy – I'm not saying he's got to call plays, man. Like, let somebody else do that who gets paid. But, like, let this let this guy throw it around a little bit and let, let's have fun. Um, yeah, I really like that. I really like the, uh, the Seahawks going forward. And I like, I like the move to get Jamal Adams. The Seahawks move back mm-hmm. in the draft every single time. They, they'll trade their first-round pick go back to the second-round pick and take somebody that they probably could have gotten the third round. So, dude, trade away your picks, man. Get somebody that's proven. And, uh, yeah, dude, they're going to be a fun team to watch. Yeah, and sign yeah. them long-term. Once you find somebody good, make sure you, you lock them up. But the Seahawks and the Falcons was a, a great offensive game. It was really entertaining to watch. But you saw the difference in the game was um, that the Seahawks were able to punch it in when they needed to, and the, the Falcons kept coming up short in the end. So, um, Yeah, and speaking of – Speaking of the Falcons, I'm going to transition to the teams that disappointed us, and I'm going to lead off <laughs> with the Atlanta Falcons. Um, Matt Ryan, again, coming up short in critical situations. Two fourth downs, two um, plays. One was a pick, I think, and one was the sack that he took. Uh, he underthrew Julio Jones again, which is the story of his career. Uh, their defense looked putrid. Uh, with the offensive firepower that they had, there's no excuse for them not to um, at least be in the playoff conversation. And granted, it's week one, not trying to overreact. But they've got a lot to figure out to get back in the thick of this. To me, their offensive problems come with the, the inability to run the football. When you go back to Very true. 2017, <clears throat> whenever they made it to the Super Bowl with Kyle Shanahan as their offensive coordinator, they could run the ball whenever they wanted to with, uh, you know, with Kyle Shanahan at the helm. And then the play-action passes with Matt, Matty Ice made him an MVP quarterback. So I think that Matty Ice might still have it, but it's the inability to run the football that just makes it such a pass-heavy offense. And that's, you know, you got to be able to, to do two things in the NFL, and you can't just be uh, one-sided. You have to be balanced. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm with you, Graham. I'm with you. Uh Chase, who was your most disappointing team of week one? Fellas, fellas, 
Man, <laughs> I, I gotta tell y'all, I'm a, this. I, I just thought about this. Man, things got mm. scorched this weekend. I mean, yep. Aaron Rodgers, like, and, and he is the kind goat. of like a man amongst boys, <laughs> and you got to give him that. But I mean, good grief, fellas! Like, I, I know the Vikings like to control the game and run the football. And they'll throw it. Last time, this like this time last year, they were trying to look almost like a Georgia Tech football team, where they ran the ball every single play <laughs> and controlled the football game. And man, did they let it get out of hand! I don't think that the Vikings are. I don't think that they're they're on fire. I don't think that they're that they're that they're, that they're crashing and burning. I don't think that. Um, that's kind of my like, man. I gotta wonder how bad that defense is gonna be the rest of the year. But I think the one that's very, very obvious is the Browns have Come on. still they they still stink. Um, I don't As Shania Twain said, "You're still the one." Still I the really one. Really though, I mean, golly, <laughs> I, 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 and I, and I think where I don't think that we can blame Dak fully for the Cowboys not living up to expectation. I don't think all the blame is is to Dak. I think it gets spread around pretty equally. I think everybody knows they can do better. But, man, yeah. if I'm looking at the Browns football team, I'm like, man, the Browns stink because their quarterback cannot – he doesn't have the arm to be an NFL quarterback. He's got the heart for it. He's got the drive. He's got probably the leadership. Guys probably like to be in the locker room with him. But I think what you see right now is you see two quarterbacks who have come out of Oklahoma. You've got Kyler Murray down with the Cardinals, and then you've got Baker Mayfield with the Browns. And I think that we've seen very clearly that, man, Kyler Murray is leaps and bounds better than Baker Mayfield because they both got a great receiver that they can throw it to. Yeah. You mm-hmm. see Kyler Murray that is expo- – like, like I'm going to throw the football to DeAndre Hopkins until you stop me. And then you've got Baker who can't get Odell the ball. I think that the Browns yeah. still stink. I think they win a couple of games just enough to not make the playoffs. Just enough – like they'll, they'll win just enough – to like not get a good draft pick and then just enough to, uh, you know, miss the playoffs, which that's just, and I think that's even a worse place to live. So I don't really know how much they've improved if they've not even just dug themselves more in the hole. I do think Cream Hunt look good though. I kind of want to, I kind of want to play devil's advocate to you for a minute real quick. So let's, let's let's think about this for a second. Cleveland has been an absolute (laughs) travesty, correct? For even when, before Baker got there, when Baker got there, since Baker's been there. Yeah. But, he went up against arguably the best team in the league, top two, if you think the Chiefs are number one. Mm-hmm. Um, he is in his, what, third coach now? Third coach? First game with his third yeah. coach. You know, I'm not sitting here and saying that Baker's about to turn into Russell Wilson or anything like that. But let's give the guy more than one week with a new coach for who is his third system he's learned, which is tough on a young quarterback, on top of playing the best team in the league. So I, I kind of want to give it again, like another two or three more weeks. And if Baker's still underperforming, if Baker's still this, Baker's still that, which he very well might could be. But I think I think we need to give him another week or two before we just completely crash everything down on Baker Mayfield. Well, Kyle, I agree with you. I agree with that point. But I will point to what Chase said when he compared Kyler and Baker. There's a difference between Baker being a walk-on quarterback at Texas Tech and then working his way to Oklahoma – and Kyler was a five-star talent coming out of high school, was the number one player in America, number one draft pick, Heisman winner. And I think the talent level, it show it shows. I just don't think Baker had like Chase said, he doesn't have the arm. Um, he has all he has other intangibles that you like. 
but I don't think he can consistently make NFL throws. Um, I'm not giving up on him yet because I think what you said is very valid, but uh, um, I do agree with Chase on the talent discrepancy there. And, and yeah, I think Dallas, I think I think you're I think you're I mean you're you're fair. Let let's let's show some grace where grace is where grace is earned and where grace is deserved. You, you had a fair Amen. point that I hadn't thought about. This this is this is his third coach in three years. But I, I think one thing that I'm when we're trying to see how good a quarterback is, and if people listen to this show more than just this episode, I think this is how I think about is a quarterback good? I think about man is Baker Mayfield, would I rather have Baker or would I rather have Jameis Winston or Gardner Minshew? And I feel like mm. I'd rather have the latter two than have Baker right now. But I understand what you're saying. I, and I think they run up the ball enough that maybe they'll be able to figure something out. But, yeah. man, I, I think Jameis can get the ball to one of those guys, get get the ball to Odell and uh, Jarvis Landry and, man, have some fun. I think that the, he, he used the tight end. He'd be able to hand the ball off. Um, man, I think Gardner Minshew. That, that's that's my I, not not even like his personality. I just like that he can really throw the ball around. But sure, I, I mean, hey, you, you, I think there's some grace. This is the first game. Let's not overreact too much. Um, with that being said, I still think they're not a very good football team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's fair. Graham, who you got? But also, also. Yeah, oh, wait, hold on. Again. <laughs> I was just gonna say it's kind of like a. It's really tough when you get drafted to the worst organization in the National Football League. It's kind of like, man, what if Tom Brady doesn't go to that system? You know what I mean? It, it poses a good question. I mean, if, if Baker gets thrown into the perfect situation, is this a different outlook? Are we saying different things? Or is it solely because Baker just isn't talented enough? Man, I, I think it comes back to, like, because you, you think about, like, arm talent-wise. Like, who who's one of the best quarterbacks that doesn't have, like, the best arm talent? Like, you can think about Drew Brees, but I don't feel Brady, like yeah. Baker's accuracy is as good as – like, it's not – I just don't feel like he has it, man. Um, I'm, I'm going to cut you off for half a second real quick. Brees has obviously established himself as an all-time great. He's been doing it a long time. But at the same time, Brees has got Michael Thomas, Jared Cook, Alvin Kamara, which I guess you do – you can say uh, Odell, you got Odell. Baker's got Joe, talent, dude. Yeah, He's got talent around him. Yeah, they helped him out on the offensive line during the draft, man. I mean, they did. I mean, you're right. Let's let's not. Yeah, yeah. I mean, let's not overreact too much. The first week, they played a really good football team. Um, But yeah, man, I just, man, I just come back to like, is, dude. I mean, can we look? Can we look at it and just say, man, like Baker got three coaches fired? Like, I don't think I'd go that far. (laughs) But at the same time, man, like something's not clicking. (laughs) Something's not clicking. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see I a couple weeks. for sure. For sure. And and I think, like I said, I think they win some football games this year, but I still think they missed the playoffs. And I and I think that I think they missed it by a lot. Yeah, I don't think I don't Graham, think anybody gets hit over the head with a helmet though. Not this year. <laughs> <laughs> I want a sequel of that, just to be honest. That was kind of entertaining. Most entertaining part of their season last year. Um, Graham, who's your um, most disappointing team of uh, week one? Uh, I have two really disappointing teams. Um, the okay. first one I think is pretty pretty obvious, and that, that's the Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, they laid an egg. They went into Washington and uh, laid an yeah. egg against um, a, definitely an inferior uh, football team. The Eagles have a lot of talent. They have Carson Wentz, um, who who should be a, a a good quarterback, and we just didn't really see uh, much excitement out of the Eagles team. They were up seventeen to nothing, and then uh, or they were up a lot, and then Washington came back and just it to them but uh a team that i was mm-hmm. actually disappointed with that that won this week was uh the los angeles chargers i, I think that mm. uh oh. they, they, 
They've invested okay. in the, the Tyrod Taylor experience. And I think we all saw against the Bengals that that's not going to go very far. So uh, I just wonder how long until we're going to see Justin Herbert um, out there uh, taking the helm. Yeah. Good point, well, you know, this is all I'll say about the Eagles is that they must have Scott Cochran as their strength and conditioning coach with all the injuries <laughs> that they have every year. That, I literally thought about that. I mean, they can't even. I know. It's, like, it's like whenever Cochran was at Alabama. I mean, you can't even start the season without people already out for the year. And, I mean, they, they really do have about the same story. <laughs> Dropping like flies, brother. Dropping like flies. Uh, Kyle, real quick, give me your uh, most disappointing team of week one, and then we'll move on and talk about rookies real quick. Most disappointing team. I'm also going to kind of hit on a little bit of – actually, we're going to change it. We're going to go most disappointing player. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. That's fun. Transition. Gutskowski. <laughs> oh, what are wow, you I love doing? It. How do you Cade Foster reincarnated, baby. Oh, my goodness. Well, like, how do you do that? He came like, in it's not like he's county. a rookie. It's not like yeah, – yeah, it's not like he's a rookie. This dude is a bona fide winner. Play with the Patriots? I mean, about cost on the game. Now, I, I do have a quick question we can answer really quick. Does his field goal to win the game make up for his blunder? It, it keeps him his job for next yeah. week. If he misses that field Fair goal, point. he's definitely cut. Um, yeah. But I, I think it gives him another week. Um, he, he was one for four in field goals. One of those was blocked. So, um, yeah. you ca- kind of take that one with a grain of salt. But, yeah, it, it it just didn't look like he was felt comfortable out there. You know, there was a time yeah. where he was on the sideline taking off his shoes, like like he was about to <laughs> lay back in a recliner or something. So take yeah, off, I was your, gonna, yeah, take I off was, your shoes. Yeah, yeah. You're on holy ground, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Trying yeah, to find that Cinderella go, yeah. perfect fit. I don't know. That's right. <laughs> I was almost going to go as far as to say that the Titans disappointed me a little bit, but then again, they overcame three misfield goals. They still found a way to win against a savvy Drew Locke and. And Denver Broncos, but I mean, if we're talking about AFC Championship standards, I don't think the I don't think the Titans were there at all. So well, I, they also kind of disappointed. They found a way to win. They found a way to win. So I'm not well, going to harp on too much. They went to the stadium a mile above uh, sea level, and it's always hard to play there where the air is thin. Um, so <laughs> and it's the first game of the year. You know, conditioning is always a problem first game of the year. So um, I, I think you should definitely be a, a little bit concerned with how the Titans. Um, overall performed, but I don't think it, you should um, take it too much to heart. I, I think they'll be fine going forward. Just give it to Derrick Henry and let him uh, let him do his thing. Let him eat. Can, yeah. can, we just, can we just touch just just a tad on how the Lions still seem to be the Lions? <laughs> Georgia going to Georgia, I, baby. I, oh man, are we are we missing it, I, I, guys? Fellas, I think we're missing it. Man. The worst, the worst team, the worst outing this whole weekend. Was the Colts great offensive oh, line? Yeah, honestly. They got, <laughs> honestly. How much did they pay Philip Rivers? Like twenty million dollars or something? Twenty five million. Twenty five, and he gets much. beat by Gardner Minshew, who's like getting probably paid like six hundred thousand, eight hundred thousand a year. <laughs> I mean, come Not on, only though. Gardner Minshew, much, but man, they traded their whole team. They, they traded the whole team. team. And dude, For nothing. I, the, I saw I saw something that summed it up well. It was just that every every team that. Philip Rivers goes to. He doesn't go to the team. He makes every team the Chargers, and that's what it looked like. <laughs> that's such a good line. I missed it. Such that's a good line. That's mine. He's awful. For you. I'm unreal. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm like, with uh, you. It looked like Philip Rivers had the, all of his kids lined up in front of uh, in front of him getting snapped. 
playing, <laughs> playing all the skill positions because it, it just wasn't there. The Colts did disappoint for sure. You you play Jacksonville, who's practically given anybody away. Um, their coach yeah. is terrible. Their front office <laughs> is trying to move them to London, England. I mean, they just – everything you could imagine about being bad in an NFL franchise, only second worst to the New York Jets uh, is the Jacksonville <laughs> Jaguars. So – yeah, and they weren't a disappointment because they were expected. I mean, they're yeah, every year you mm-hmm. expect to be disappointed by the New York Jets. Yeah, uh, so that's the expectation. <laughs> they meet expectations, yeah, exactly. which are horrible. <laughs> <laughs> when you have a exactly sniffing, smelling salts on the sideline. <laughs> Come on, game, something's going on. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Yeah, you're right. You were right. Well, um. So one thing we, after one thing we can one last thing, no, go one, ahead. thing we can, yeah. one thing we can say is uh, that there's only one coach in the NFL that tries to fight his players, and that is the that is Doug Marone, the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars, and uh, Jalen Ramsey's <laughs> no longer on the team because of it. So everybody that's good on the Jaguars is going to get into a fight with their coach. So it's only a matter of time for Gardner Minshew uh, is hitting the trading block. So he'll be out of there pretty soon. <laughs> is he game? Yeah. Break? That... <laughs> <laughs> That mustache might fight the old coach uh, <laughs> if it comes to it. Um, so we recap week one, talked about our uh, teams that impressed, teams that didn't. Um, so now, real quick, um, we're going to go rapid fire, kind of. Give me your who you think for the year is going to be the best rookie quarterback, running back, and wide receiver. Kyle, you start first. Oof. Well, Joe Burrow, got to go Joe Burrow. Dude's a stud. Enjoy watching him. Boo. Oh, Alabama fans. <laughs> and I would like for one of y'all to touch on kind of when y'all think Tua may see the field. But, um, oh, we'll get to uh, that. Also, we'll get to for, that. My, for my running back, I'm going to pick my fantasy guy that I picked up from old, old Chase. I made a little wager for him. Give me J.K. Dobbins. Only had 23 rushing yards, but man found a way into the end zone. If he's going to be a red zone back into a, a team like Baltimore, he's got so many weapons, I think he could be pretty efficient. Um, wide receiver, man's going to learn to run more than three inches, and he's not going to have two drops like Judy. Give me my boy C.D. Lamb. Go Sooners, baby. Boomer Sooner, baby. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Chase, Hating what you got? Alabama fans. <laughs> I know you're really just driving a knife in my back, but, you know, it's okay. It's okay. Dude, I, I, think, I think the Broncos are fun this year. I think one of the reasons that they are fun is because they do have Jerry Judy. And uh, I think with Cortland Sutton back, uh, come back, you know, hopefully this like this this week coming up, um, hopefully he can kind of be the number two back. I mean, the number two wide receiver and kind of get some uh, get some experience and just get some some route running. I think I th- he just looked a little nervous to me. I think if you add uh-huh. those catches on, they were try- they were trying to go to it, and and, and I love that. If I'm looking at who I want as a uh, rookie wide receiver, one person I was disappointed. I thought Brian Edwards was going to play some kind of factor in that uh, that Raiders offense. Um, that might just not be the case. Um, might might be you know two or three years down the road. Um, I think that my running back though, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna change it up. I I think that Zach Moss at the Bills. Ooh. I I think that Zach Moss they drafted him knowing exactly what they wanted. I think that Frank Gore goes goes on like you know he's probably still got another 15 years in the league. So <laughs> he'll just he hasn't hit every team yet. So he's still got a few more years. But I think that I think they get Zach Moss knowing exactly what they want out of him, and that's some kind of 50 50 split. And, and, and I think if it only takes something like Singletary getting hurt or maybe dropping a few passes, and, and Zach Moss has really got a good. Uh, Good haul. I think that he fits the team the best. I think that Jonathan Taylor at the Colts is going to be fun. He's going to get it. He's going to uh-huh. get scary. 
I think that the, the opportunity was just now opened up with an injury, but I think Zach Moss is, is going to fulfill every expectation that, uh, that the Bills have for him. I think the Bills are a fun football team too. Um, with my quarterbacks, what I, what I think that I would uh, say, I, I think you got to go Burrow. I don't know if there's another person on there that uh, maybe Tua later on, but, I mean, Burrow's going to see playing time. That's what this really comes down to. Yeah. Graham, what you got? I'm just going to add on Chase's point about quarterback. Uh, I got Joe Burrow. I think he's the only uh, court, rookie quarterback that's really going to see meaningful snaps and is guaranteed to see meaningful snaps. Um, it would be exciting to see Tua and Justin Herbert uh, both play. But we, as of right now, all we know is Joe Burrow. So he's he's the safe pick at quarterback. Um, for running back, this might be a little bit controversial because he did uh, come up short when his team needed him. But I'm going to go with DeAndre Swift uh, for the Detroit Lions. It was, mm. he, he did – he did drop that pass to win the football right. game, but what? But what that shows me is that the Lions trust him and his abilities uh, late game. So I think that only add on his uh, it would only add the trust that they have on him. I mean, he came up short, but I think he's still going to see a lot of playing time. So for running back, I'm going to take DeAndre Swift, and for wide receiver, I'm going to go with somebody that we we hadn't heard of, and I'm going to take uh, Henry Ruggs the third from the uh, Las Vegas <sighs> Raiders. Um, he didn't score a touchdown this week, but he, he did have a big break. And he's going to take Derek Carr, who likes to throw lots of short passes and won't go deep. He's really going to add an explosive element to uh, the Raiders' offense. So they should be exciting to watch this year. Yeah. Graham, I think that's a great point. I was actually um, thinking about picking rugs, but uh, I know Chase already mentioned him, but I got to go with my boy, uh, Jerry Crazy Legs Judy. Um <laughs> The separation that that man gets out of his own, like, beginning of his route, I don't think I've ever seen a receiver get that type of separation just with his um, suddenness and his quick twitch ability. Really love him, and I think he'll bounce back from those two drops. Um, So I really like him as my uh, breakout rookie wide receiver. For running back, I can't believe we didn't mention Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Oh, man, yeah. Yeah, he, he's definitely, to me, the best rookie running back had. I think him and Derrick Henry might have been the only running backs um, to go for over 100. No, Benny Snell went for over 100 yards, too. But um, they were one of the few that went for over 100 yards in week one, uh, played really well, fits that offense. Um, so I like him. And then quarterback – Screw your Joe Burrow talk. <laughs> I am going Tua Tungo Vailoa as my um, breakout rookie quarterback, and we'll talk about him um, a little later. Uh, but does anyone have any more thoughts on yeah. rookies? Let me let me throw in one Go. more guy that I thought. I, so I watched the Colts and the Jags, and I thought how they used uh, – help me out with his name, Chenault. Yeah, uh, the guy from Chenault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a, what a name, dude! They were using him in the Wildcat, and all. And I, dude, I love to watch a team that loves to have fun, and it looked like the Jags were having fun the other day, beating a team that they were not supposed to beat. And they had him uh-huh. run the Wildcat, and they threw him the ball. He, he caught a touchdown. He was in the Wildcat. Just keep an eye on him. I I, I like what they got going on down there. I like some guys that it, get, it makes me. It reminds me of the uh, the Taysom Hills of this world. That's just like, man, you don't really know what to do with him, but you want him on your team and you find a way to get him on the field. Um, keep an eye on him. He's a, he's a sleeper. I, I'm excited for him. See what he does. No, I like that chase. Deep, deep cut, deep cut. I like it. 
for those anybody got leagues. <laughs> <laughs> all right so with um wrapping up rookie talk we are going to throw it to woe Schwab to give us three big nfl stories Schwab, you ready yeah, I'm ready. So, big source for today already. Uh, Jarvis Landry is questionable for the game on Thursday. Uh, I guess he did not practice today. Chris Godwin is in concussion protocol. So, his uh, a game time decision. And let's find another big one. What about Michael Thomas? Michael yeah, Thomas that's a big one. He has a high ankle sprain, and he is out for three weeks. Uh, so, big ones that will probably benefit from that will be Emmanuel Sanders, Jared Cook, and another wide receiver whose name is? Traquan Smith. Traquan Smith, yes. Ooh, son. That man chased his homework. Love it. What's up, brother? What's up? Suave, right. uh, man. So, does that, mean that, does that mean that Michael Thomas goes on the ER, th- I mean, on the IR this year because it's only three weeks? No. They did not put He's him on say- the IR. No. It's probably a safe move. I like that. I, I think somebody we do need to talk about uh, just injuries-wise is Le'Veon Bell. He did get put on the IR for the Jets. And uh, so Frank Gore, the old man's going to you know, start this week for the Jets at, at running back. Oh, yeah. I like it. Frank Gore will start for the Jets. Uh, I think Le'Veon's only going to be out for two weeks. Mm-hmm. But it'll, it'll be very interesting to see if uh, they keep Le'Veon Bell there because he did say during the offseason uh, of – this past year that he was out of shape and he thought this year he was going to be in better shape. Should be interesting to see if they keep him around or if they trade him and try to get something for him. Yeah. Well, with Jarvis Landry being questionable, that makes my uh, swindle of OBJ from Carson Pope even more impressive. So <laughs> that that gets me even more excited for tomorrow night. Brother, <laughs> Baker Mayfield's still not going to get him the ball. <laughs> Have faith. Have Come faith. On. I got he's going to turn faith. it around, baby. He's going to turn it around. He's going to shake that sticky off. Shout it to me. Um. <laughs> I'm not saying it's a bold prediction, but Odell can't throw the ball a little bit. Do we see a passing touchdown from Odell this week? More yes, we do. Catching one. Yeah. I'm about to say. Yep. <laughs> hey, I'll take it however I can get it. The roles will be reversed, and uh, the, the Browns will run Philly special whenever they get close to the goal line. Odell Beckham Jr. for the – uh, going to throw for a passing touchdown, and Baker Mayfield will catch one. Uh, and those will both be season <laughs> highs for them. Um, <laughs> I like it. I like it. Well, Mr. Suave, thank you for your uh, breakdown of the biggest stories in the NFL. That will be a weekly segment, hopefully. Um, Suave's always breaking that, that news to us, so we appreciate that. So he, now, where a lot of the budget goes, though. I mean, you get somebody like Suave, it's not cheap. It's not cheap. It's not cheap. Um, you know, makeup, hair, um, bifocals, like all of that stuff. I mean, he's just nickel and diamond me to death, but, you know, we love him, so we keep him it around. Money, it costs money, man. It costs money. Hey, look, kid, kid got more makeup on than Skip Bayless, so, I mean. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So now, um, as we're kind of nearing the end of the pod, uh, we're going to – go into like a question portion. So every week we're going to kind of come up with a question and guess kind of what happens first or kind of hypothesize about something that might happen um, in the season. So um, our, our man Chase came up with this question, and when he said it to me before the pod, I got a little giddy. 
because um, I think it's brilliant. <laughs> so what happens first? Does Adam Gase get fired, or does Tua get his first start? Mm. And whoever wants to lead off with that, I threw the pitch, hit it out of the park. I think I'll I'll take Tua Tungavailoa starting before Adam Gase is fired. Uh, we all know that the Jets are probably a sinking ship, um, but they still need to keep their captain on board because their uh, front office is in love with Adam Gase. They think he's a genius. Um, I don't know what they <laughs> see, um, but I, I think Tua Tungavailoa starting for the Dolphins, who um, might not make a playoff push this year, but uh, later in the year they might be able to get a few wins, and uh, I think Tua gives them a better chance than uh, – Fitzmagic does. Okay. I like it. I like it. First of all, great question. I mean, (laughs) great question. Splendid. Superb. This is is what I I read today. It says, Jet CEO Christopher Johnson reiterates his full confidence in Adam Gase, who he still believes is a brilliant offensive mind. (laughs) Now – I will read you just the two top comments, which made me chuckle. And it said, (laughs) everyone involved in that franchise is smoking some good explicitive. And then someone (laughs) said, snorting Astrid. And I don't know what's going on up there, man. But it's really, really hard for me to believe that Adam Gase will still have a job right now. And he does. And I think... uh, I, I want the thing is is that the, the Dolphins did play the Patriots, and I don't think if you put, I don't think that's the place you want to start Tua. Um, mm-hmm. There might be an easier game coming down. Come, I think that he's gonna. I don't think he starts for a, a while unless Fitzpatrick uh, gets gets hurt. But uh, I man, I just I, I think that the I think the Jets might do it after at the end of the season. But uh, I think they've already. I mean, they've already sold out all their players to keep Gase on board. And I think it's horrible that that's like the Jets fan base and the Jets players have to suffer because of it, but they're just kind of known for making bad decisions. I think in the NFL world, they're, they're known for not being a very fun um, organization to play for. Um, I think Tua gets, gets a start. I don't, I I was thinking week four for one of those to happen, but I I guess I'm going to push that back maybe to uh, maybe a game that might be even easier, maybe, uh, maybe week six or something like that. Yeah, I got you. I'm looking at the schedule right here, and it says that the Dolphins got the Bills and then the Jaguars. So let's assume we'll give them the benefit of the doubt and say they pull out one of those games. So let's see. They're going into week four, one and three. All right. Now, coming up week one and four, two. they got the Seahawks. One and two, my bad. They got the Seahawks no, and then the 49ers. Mm. There ain't no Yikes. way in the world they're throwing mm. two in against them. Mm. But Yikes. I will say this. After the Jaguars in week three, they play them on Thursday. So they would have, what is that, 10 days? 10 yeah. days to prepare yep. for the Seahawks? So week four, even though it's the Seahawks, with the extra few days of preparation, if if they're 0-3 after the Jaguars with a 10-day prep, I could see them going in against the Seahawks. If not, probably looking at week six, seven, where you get the Broncos or the Chargers, assuming they're 1-4, 0-5 going into week six. That's kind of my prediction. Yeah. Or do they so just got this season and then let him just kind of get some meaningless reps at the end of games uh, and just try to try to wimp him into this system? That's another mm-hmm. question, but I don't know. Yeah. Interesting. Suave, you got anything? What you yes, think? I will go with it to us starting before Adam Gates gets fired. Uh, like Chase said, the front office is in love with Adam Gates. They believe he's the man for the job. Now, 
this first weekend going up against the Bills, the Bills have a great defense. And I was not yeah. expecting the Jets to be able to score any points from what I saw last year going against a Bills defense in Buffalo. And for them to put up 17 points and even score on the Jameson Crowder 69-yard touchdown shows me there, there's something there that, mm-hmm. that, that they do believe. And I think they may stay with him maybe another year. But if something doesn't produce in another year or so, they're going to cut ties with him. But I do believe two will start sometime this year. Uh, I, just that. Just to add to that, the the question I have is, do you give any of that credit to Sam Darnold, who uh, probably got his eyes checked over the offseason to make sure he wasn't <laughs> seeing any ghosts? Ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> do you give any of the credit to him? I mean, I, I, think he's a, I think he's a pretty good quarterback. I just don't know if I like uh, Sam Darnold with the Jets. Yeah. yeah yes, I'd I, agree with that. I do think he's a good quarterback, but – I don't think at the Jets is a good place. Now, you, you got to look at the wide receiver core, too. They have Jamison Crowder. They have the guy from New England that came over in the offseason, and they traded their top receiver from last year, Roby Anderson, to the Panthers, who balled out over the weekend in mm. Carolina. They also got rid of Robbie Anderson, right? I heard their best pass catcher mm. out of the backfield last season, and their offensive line is mediocre, so – there's a lot of problems there that need to be solved. But Sam yeah. Donald is – him and Adam Gase, they're going to make a little noise. Yeah. Um, so, as a new Dolphins fan, um, I'm going <laughs> to also right. say – Die hard, right? Long time. Die hard, die baby. Hard. <laughs> Bleed blue and orange. Bleed blue and orange. Roll, roll oh, crap. No, that sounds awful. <laughs> no, that sounded bad. I'm gonna have to cut that out. No, I'm gonna have to cut that out. Or Eagle Hampton, I I finally came out of the closet after all these years, boys. Um, so okay, I am on the hey, hey, oh, we're hey, we're getting real vulnerable with each other tonight. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Um, I believe that Tua will get his first start before Gase gets fired. After the performance that Fitzpatrick put on the field Sunday where he threw three picks, including one in the red zone when they were about to score and cut the lead um, from 21 to 11 to 21 to 18. If Fitzpatrick has another performance like that, there's no reason in the world that you don't go into that week three game against Jacksonville and say, all right, Tua, here are the keys to the car, and we're going with you. Because you are getting nothing from this season, in my opinion, if Fitzpatrick isn't going to give you any meaningful or quality um, performances. And you have a star, in my opinion, on the bench who, is he going to have some growing pains? Absolutely. But why not get those out of the way when you're not going to probably compete for a championship? You're not going to compete for a playoff spot. You get him meaningful game reps and kind of give your fan base something to be hopeful about. Because let me tell you something. Fitzpatrick throwing three picks and looking like Garbaggio this past Sunday does not get the fan base riled up. Their defense has improved, I think, uh, other than their rushing defense on Cam. That wasn't great. Secondary did a good job, though. I think they got some pieces where they could, you know, by the end of the year, if you start two and now – 
you can surprise some teams and make a big um, make a big splash and kind of end the year on a high note. Um, so I think Tua is going to get his first start in a couple weeks. That's my bold prediction. It's not going to be midseason, um, especially if Fitzpatrick keeps keeps it up. So what y'all think about that? I think it's in, – in, you go ahead, Chase. I, I just think – I mean, well said. Um, my only thing is that, man, it, let's, let's give him the starting job, but can he keep it? I mean, isn't that always been the question with Fitzpatrick? I mean, this, this guy literally plays the best when he's a backup. Um, this guy Very is true. Like, this guy is like that one – that one person who's unfaithful and they go around the whole town messing up. Their, I mean, he, he can't let anybody start and foul. The mean, man's a home wrecker. He's a home wrecker, man. I mean, I mean, this man, James Winston is out on the street right now because this guy like this, I mean, you know, I mean, he's just so good that you can't start him. Um, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I, I agree with your take. I just, man, I, I think he's a really good person to learn from, but it's. I mean, I love the guy's personality, but man, I mean, uh, I wonder if he can. I wonder if he, once he, once he is not starting, does he play better? I don't know. Yeah, See, I'm a. I'm a. I'm a kind of tend to the other side of the stick than y'all. So if we look at, of course, look you at, are. Who, are the, who are the two? Who are the two best quarterbacks in the league right now? Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. Pat Mahomes sat his first year. Uh, Lamar Jackson only started seven but, games in his first year. So if we're sitting here, you know the Dolphins ain't making no run this year. They're not even going to make a run to win their division this year. So why throw Tua into the fire when you can let him learn the system for an entire year? I'm not saying sit him the whole year, but why put him in in week three? You're not going to win the division. Why not let him sit? Why not learn him? Let him learn the ropes of the NFL. Get a bunch of as many reps in as he can. Get his body stronger. What's the rush of throwing him into the fire when we've seen previous success from some of the best quarterbacks in the league from waiting and developing? But here's my pushback. Both of those situations, especially Mahomes, had Alex Smith in front Alex of him, Smith. who's playing really, really good ball, and that gave Andy Reid the luxury to sit him and learn from Alex Smith. And they, I think they ended up going to the playoffs, I th- um, if I'm not mistaken. So I think it's a little bit of a different situation. And then with Lamar, I believe it was Flacco starting, yeah. and then Flacco was stinking up the joint, and they put Lamar in, they made the playoffs. Yeah, I'm and I'm not, right now. Lamar went 6-1 and one when he started in his first year. And, you know, Am I am I saying that Tua is going to go on that type of run? No, I don't think I don't think that team is talented enough to go yeah. on that type of run. But I think that they can win, like they can win some games and put like a solid foundation in place for the years to come. Um, and that's just my I mean that's my take on it. I, I think, but I mean it's a good point, Kyle. It's a good point. I, I think that uh, you saw the Patrick Mahomes experience and uh, the Lamar Jackson experiment. And I'm not a genius in science, but one thing that I, I think I know is that the only way to make a diamond is to have pressure. And Ooh. and Tua sitting on the bench is not getting that pressure. And the only way you can have a diamond, have a star, is to throw him in the fire and see if he stands the test. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not opposed to Tua sitting on the bench for a couple weeks, but he's going to have to start eventually. You, know, you can't. Uh, ride a, a top pick on the bench unless you're just you're just not very smart. Yeah, great, 
Well said, Graham. Well said. Um, so with that, we'll go to our final topic of the night. Oh, and again, again, brought up by our very own Chase Haney. So our question I'm gonna have, is: I'm going to have to start paying me as much as you're paying Swab. I'm, yeah, I'm going to have to start paying royalties. <laughs> <laughs> start paying royalties. I just want ten percent of what Swab's getting. Yeah, you're, you're, whatever you're paying for Swab's makeup, you're going to have to double it because yeah, Chase definitely has a pay for radio. <laughs> right where I belong. <laughs> just a no, little brotherly I love. love. Just a little brotherly love. Yeah. Um, so he came up with a question, um, and I'm kind of paraphrasing it. What do we make of Brady's performance in week one slash – it's Brady washed. And then after we answer that, um, you can kind of – you can. Hold on just a minute, though. After that, think about how many quarterbacks would you take over him at this moment. The floor is yours. All right. So, is Brady washed? Now, we can kind of take this in a couple of different areas because obviously the man is not as talented as he was 10 years ago. That's just a given. Um, even though – I'm not the biggest Brady guy. I think he is the GOAT. I don't think there's much much room to really debate that. But if we're just talking about is Brady washed, I was thinking about that for a minute, and I was like, man, you know, he's not as talented as, as Pat. He's not as athletic as Lamar. It's like, what does this man do special? And then I was thinking about, like, how many quarterbacks would I rather have other than Tom Brady? And I was thinking, I was like, all right, so you got Pat, you got Lamar, you got Russell Wilson. Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees. Those were the guys that came to my head initially. And then I was thinking, I was like, I was like, man, that's what five quarterbacks I was listed off. Am I really thinking about Brady as the number six guy right now? And I was like, you know what? That's actually not as washed as I was initially thinking. My initial gut reaction was like, yeah, Brady's washed. He's trash. He was awful with the Patriots, even though he didn't have a lot of help. He's done. He should retire. But then I was like, man, what other what other guy would I want to go into a completely new system, completely new franchise with all these weapons? And it's like, would I rather have primetime Kirk Cousins? Oh, probably not. Old Big Ben? Probably not. Maybe, maybe Dak, just from a longevity standpoint. But, mm-hmm. man, I got to be honest with you. Brady might not be as good as he was now, but he's still top-tier quarterback, and I would not hate for him to be leading my team with all the experience he has. So is Brady washed? No. He's just not as good as he was a few years ago. Okay. Graham? I think what I saw – Week one is I, I'm going to add to Kyle's point. I think that that Brady is the goat. He uh, knows how to win in clutch situations. You put the ball in his hands, and he's going to make the right decision. But what I took from it is maybe Jameis Winston isn't as bad of a quarterback as we thought. Maybe it's Who? the Bruce, maybe, it, maybe it's the Bruce Arian system that is pa- very pass heavy and, and reliant on almost perfect throws uh, to, to make plays. And we saw uh, the interception he threw that the ball is supposed to go to Mike Evans and Mike Evans went uh, one way and Tom Brady threw it another. So uh, maybe it's the, the playbook and some communication factors that uh, they're at play uh, at play there. So I might even say that Tom Brady might throw uh, the most interceptions in his career at Tampa Bay, um, but he also might throw the most touchdowns in his career. Uh, with a Bruce Arians type offense, but I still think that Tom Brady is still a top tier quarterback. Is he a a top fantasy streaming option? 
you know, probably not. Can't really make too many plays with his feet. He's very, uh, very reliant on uh, on big plays. Um, Best but, QB sneaker ever, though. <laughs> but we'll throw that in there. <laughs> <laughs> but he is still uh, a top tier quarterback when it just comes down to the 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 greatest stat of all is that can you win? I mean that that's where Tom Brady uh, makes most of his money, makes all of his money is that he's can win, he's going to win in the end. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go real quick, and then I'm going to let Chase um, have the final word. So, to me, and this might be controversial, I don't think Brady played that bad this past Sunday. I think, obviously, the interceptions were bad. One was a miscommunication. One was a poor decision. Um, I think his deep ball was really good. I thought he was very accurate with it. Showed plenty of arm strength. Uh, way more than noodle arm Drew Brees. Um, so I think, honestly, I think he played pretty well in the game uh, with a new system, new receivers, kind of trying to get that feel. Don't think he played bad. I think the slippage in his game is in the pocket. I think he does not move around as well as he used to. He used like he's never been a mobile quarterback. But he has had an innate and um, like excellent feel for the pocket, being able to like step left, step up when a rush is coming, just like that innate sense of kind of where to be. I don't think he has that as much anymore, and I think part of that is because he doesn't like to get his, get hit as much as he used to. Which I mean, I get it. You're 43. I wouldn't want to be getting hit when I was 23, but let alone 43. So I get it. I get it, but I think that is what made him so good beyond the um, the incredible intangibles, beyond you know the way he looks at the game, how he can diagnose coverage, uh, slide protection, do all that um, intricate stuff, the moving in the pocket, um, his accuracy, all of that, I think has slipped a little bit. Um, now, with how many quarterbacks I'd take over him, I got to disagree with Kyle. There, there's some other quarterbacks I'd take over um, Mr. Tom Brady. So you listed Aaron Rodgers, Lamar, Patty, who else? Russ. Uh, Russ. Russ. Yeah, Russ, obviously. And I think you're going to disagree, but I'm taking Noodle on Breeze. Ugh, see, no, I'm taking Brady over Breeze 100%. 100%. Who else you got? Who else? You? I want to hear the rest of your list. Okay. I'm taking Kyler over Tom Brady right now. Well, I am are we taking. About, are we? Can, wait, long, let me let me ask you this: Are we talking about one this season right now, or are we talking about from here for the rest of the for the rest of time? Because that does play a we're factor. Ta- we're talking about this season. We're not talking the rest of the time. He's number one. No, 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 no. I'm talking like if I like obviously I would probably choose Kyler over Tom Brady just because I'm going to get more than ten years out of Kyler, where Brady Brady may have two. Are we just talking about this season, or are we considering the rest of careers? We're talking about this season. Okay. Like, who would That's you take over him for this season? Because that, I mean, he would obviously be last if we were doing yeah, who yeah, would you yeah. start a franchise with. Yeah, yeah no, you're good. So I'd take Kyler over him. Ooh. I would take Deshaun Watson over him. Oh, yeah, I forgot about Deshaun. Um, if Carson Wentz could stay healthy, I would take him over him. But um, he definitely can't. But I'd definitely take those two over him. Possibly okay. Matt Stafford, if he were on, in a better situation. I think he's a really talented quarterback on an awful team. Um, so I think he'd be about the eighth or ninth 
um, quarterback that I would take for the year. But I don't have go a, ahead. I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem with who you listed except for Kyler Murray. I am shocked you would rather have Kyler Murray over Tom Brady. Kyler Murray Absolutely. has has not been in the spotlight. We don't know how he can perform under pressure. Brady's been there and done that. The fact that you're going to take a guy that is in his second, the start of his second year over Tom Brady right now, it's, it's kind of mind-boggling to me. I'm just going to be honest. Oh, it's just because Kyle is on his fantasy team. I mean, look. Boy, he ain't. You better watch out. Hey, tell Get him, your facts straight. Tell him, Kyle, the only way to make a diamond is to put pressure on it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, he, he was 6-10. and 10. What, last year, Kyler? Yeah. Yeah, he was on a terrible team. Well, Brady was He's on, on a terrible team, team. Last year, you could say. Ah, still got you still got an elite coach. You have a really good defense before they started getting hurt at the end of the year. Um, I mean, I don't think they were an excellent team, but they were definitely uh, more equipped um, than the Cardinals, in my opinion. Um, and he played in a um, weaker we division, too. For sure. For yeah. sure he did. Yeah, but still, um, I mean, the guy that went six and ten, or the guy that's proven, been there, done that, goat. I mean, when it comes to the and playoffs, that's fair. Tyler may be a little more talented at this moment, but I'm choosing Brady every day of the week. That's fair. That's fair. Suave, you got anything, and then we'll kick it, Chase, to uh, close it out. Yeah. Uh, so is Brady washed? No, he is not. Uh, I, I will go with <laughs> Kyle on the the other five quarterbacks. I would take. I would add Deshaun Watson. That, that that was a very very good pick, and I will say that uh, there's a Hall of Famer, Maurice Jones-Drew, that made a bold prediction this season. It said Brady's gonna throw for 55 touchdowns this season in a Bruce Arians offense, and he already has three touchdowns right now. And when Brady loses Week One, the next three times he's the top. For two of those weeks, he's been the top two fantasy quarterback. And his stats are seven touchdowns to zero interceptions. I love to hear that. So, I will say that next week, I, I don't know exactly who the Bucks play. I think they play the – Carolina. Carolina. Yeah. So Cakewalk. Yes. So, exactly. So, if Brady throws for four or five touchdowns next week, that, that that's all I need to know. He, he He's the GOAT. He is. He, he has a Super Bowl rings to prove it. All right, Chase. Before Chase goes, before Chase goes, well, okay. I just want to make. I like I, my initial reaction. I really wanted to say Brady was washed because I'm not the biggest Brady guy. But then when I can only think of five or six quarterbacks I would rather have over him, I don't think I can classify number seven quarterback in the league as washed. Mm-hmm. That's that's well. my overall point to signify <laughs> that. All right, Chase. I, I thought Sport Talkberry had taught you better than that, but I guess <laughs> not. <laughs> All right, Chase, hit us with it. I'm I'm not gonna lie to you. I, I was sitting here and and listening to to Swab spit out some stats. He almost had me convinced that I was wrong. But then I peeked back down at my notes that I had made as y'all had kind of talked, and we kept talking about Brady is the goat. What does the goat do? He wins. No, no, no. Belichick won his football game this weekend. Ooh. Who did Come not on. win the football game this weekend? The goat. The Dolphins, goat was Saints, the one. Dolphins, Saints. He was the one who lost the football game, man. At the end of the day, mm. it, it, no one's gonna remember. They're gonna they're gonna see the record. That's what people remember. So I, I, I maybe maybe it's gonna take some time. Right now, man, I look at it 
and I see that the GOAT did not win his football game against Drew Brees, who we said is noodle arm and that you would rather have Tom Brady over him. Michael Thomas got hurt, and they still won the football game. It, 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 I, I will say this this is something that I, I, I'll get to. I'm, I'm going to try to kind of go in order here. We talked about, you know, one thing that's, that's great about Brady is it, it, it's, it's not really arm string. It's not really one specific thing, but one thing we always seem to be able to nail down is that, like, he was good in big games. He was good in big moments. He, he managed the game well. He got the W. What's up with these interceptions? Sometimes I saw the miscommunication. If I wanted interceptions, give me Jameis Winston. He'll, I guarantee he's going to score more than 20 points. Give me Jameis Winston. He'll sling the rock. He'll rock, steal the baby. crab. Yeah. He will, I, 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 think, I think if you're looking Stand at up in the courtyard. <laughs> give me Jameis Winston, man. I mean, I, I feel like they didn't – the way that they recruited Brady – and got all this talent around him. And then I watched what happened the other day. I was like, man, I thought I'm watching the greatest player of all time. And I look at, man, I, I look at Jameis Winston, who he was throwing, they were scoring 40-something points whenever he was playing 30, 40 points here and there. But the thing was is that their defense couldn't keep up. He kept throwing interceptions and putting his defense out on the field. The defense mm-hmm. looked really good for the Bucks this weekend, in my yes, opinion. Yes, they did. I thought yes, they looked they did. really good. I thought that there were several times that Kamara, whenever they were trying to run the ball, there was a couple times that they were getting in the backfield making some noise. I, The interceptions make me wonder. I know it comes with a different scheme, but it makes me wonder if, man, I, it, it makes me wonder how good this – like how good is Tom Brady? Like, like let's not look at what he's done. Let's just look at him right now today. I think that he's on a new team. The lack of communication. There's, there's, some, there's some questions. I think that they're a good football team. I think that that division becomes a lot more fun with him there. But yeah, I, I just got to man. At the end of the day, I just thought that he was going to win the football game, and and that didn't happen. Um, Michael Thomas wasn't really relevant, even when he was healthy. And that was the guy who, they, like, people could not stop. You took away their best player, in my opinion, is Michael Thomas. You took away their best player and said, the Saints can win the football game as long as Michael Thomas doesn't beat us and Tom Brady still couldn't beat that team. So um, maybe, maybe it changes later on in the season, but is he washed? I, it makes me question how good he really ever was. Or is he just in this system that was really, really, like, designed around him? And I think Belichick's going to show you that he can design a system around Cam, too. I think Cam is not this amazing quarterback. For some reason, people think Cam is, like, incredible, and he was, but they exposed that he cannot throw the football. And so it's going to be interesting to see who wins this at the end of the year. Is it going to be Belichick or is it going to be Brady? And the way that they went out and recruited all this talent to put around Brady and they still took an L this week makes me really wonder how things are going to end up. Yeah. And for the record, I do, um, you know – with all my Brady comments to stand by them, I do think they're going to have a good season. I do think they're going to win a lot of games and make um, some noise, and I think they're going to figure it out. Uh, but that game one uh, had some signs in there, like Chase said, that made me a little apprehensive. Here's, here's one. Here, this is this is, might even be, be helpful. Is I don't know what's wrong with Mike Evans. I don't know what's wrong with him. Um, that hammy. Well, it was like the end of last season too, man. And I think if you do take away one of like, they have two incredible receivers. 
But I think yeah. one of the reasons that Godwin is so good is that you have to pick who we're going to dub. Are we going to double up? We're going to double up Evans or we're going to double up Godwin. And Godwin eats whenever Evans is playing well. Um, just when he's a factor, he doesn't have to catch the ball the whole game to make, to make Godwin be a factor. But uh, that, that might have something to do with it. But I, yeah, it, it seemed like he got locked down. Um, I know he caught a touchdown, but that, that almost didn't even count in my book for how many he dropped and stuff like that. Maybe if he gets healthy, maybe if Fournette starts playing well. I mean, that's a really good offense. It'll be fun to see. Yeah. Chase, you're right. The, the problem with Mike Evans is Marshawn Lattimore. Hmm. Over the past six times that Mike Evans has played against Marshawn Lattimore over the past three seasons with Tampa Bay, Marshawn Lattimore has held that man under 10 receptions, under 200 yards, and I think he's allowed one touchdown. Maybe two. So, so, so the problem with the Bucks and that offense was that Marshawn Lattimore took away their best receiver, and now he's going to rely on Chris Godwin. Well, what, did, what was Brady's best receiver in New England? It was a slot receiver named Julian Edelman. Well, he yep. just found that guy in Scott Miller. At Scott the Miller, yeah. <laughs> He had six receptions for 73 yards, and the only other person that went over that was Chris Godwin. So, the, Brady is going to be good. Yes, there are signs that worry me, you know, the communication about that. But, I mean, he said it after the game, hey, Mike should have kept on running or whatever happened between that. But they're going to get it going. But the problem with that was Marshawn Lattimore has locked down Mike Evans every time they play. Man, it makes, like me wonder, it. it makes me wonder if the goat's throwing him the football. I mean, yeah, he's yeah. I mean, Marshawn Lattimore is really good. Can lock down Mike Evans. I, that's what I think brings you back to this. This is Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback of all time. Like I just think that he could fit something in there, make him be more relevant than one catch and a well, loss. Well, yeah, yes. Well, I mean, Mike Evans he did have a hamstring injury going in, which he had that last year going into this new season which is very big, but you have to remember the two years before that, they got Jameis Winston who threw 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions. This is the the first game. uh, Even during the pandemic, they got together to throw routes, and that's what we're all anticipating for is, all right, so how well did that chemistry go when they're not supposed to be throwing, but they're out there throwing? And when Mike Evans going down, it's like, all right, so who who am I going to rely on if – if Mike Evans is not going to practice the two days I need him to practice, which is walkthrough days and game plan days, Thursday and Friday, am I going to have to rely on Chris Godwin, Scott Miller? Who's the go-to man? So it, it also hurts that way. Mm-hmm. Very good point, Cloth. Yep. And the last thing I'll add, the O-Lil, especially left tackle Donovan Smith, was getting beat um, – he, I mean, he was getting abused all game long. So, Brady did not have a lot of time to throw. Um, so, I will give that caveat. But we will definitely track um, the Bucks' progress and Brady's as uh, we kind of go throughout the season. But uh, does anyone have any final words to add? It's just week one. No need to overreact. Brady's going to get it figured out. He's got a ton of weapons. got a ton. got a good coaching system for an, an offense that should thrive. Defense looks solid. They played the best team and one of the best teams in the NFC. No, no reason to stress. Just one week. No reason to overreact. Just, I'm excited. It's going to be a good year. I can't wait to just sit here and talk to you all about it all, all season. It's going to be fun. 
I agree. Hey, I tell you what, the Texans have a tough schedule going forward. They do this every single year. They'll start off 0-3 or something crazy like that, and then they end up making the playoffs. So don't count them out either. The Chiefs are a really good team. The Texans look like they had just gotten off the practice squad bus, and they were playing against a, a, a Chiefs team that looked like they could be playoff ready right now. I think that the Titan, I mean the Texans, uh, they bounce back, and I think they really make some noise uh, late late in the season. A little hey, a little rapid fire week one Super Bowl project prediction. Oh my goodness! Ah, mm. um, give me, give me Chiefs and versus and dark the horse. Seahawks, and give me a dark horse. Give you a dark horse. Um, yeah, Steelers. I saw. I, was I really Steelers, dude. I love their defense, and I think Big Ben. Um, he looked good. I think I thought he looked good Monday night. To be honest with you, I like their receiving core. Your boy Chase Claypool made a huge catch. Yeah, he did um, on the right sideline. What a daggum stud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, I'm a I'm a big uh, Steelers uh, homer. So, Chiefs Seahawks for my Super Bowl pick. Steelers dark horse. I'll go ahead. Cardinals my dark horse. Love Hopkins. Murray's getting there. They're figuring it out. Good offense and. Can't go away from Patty. Patty's my guy. So fun to watch. Chiefs got everybody back offensively. Too good. Too much to handle. Lamar will lose to Patty in the AFC Championship, and it don't matter who comes out the NFC because Patty's going back to back. I like it. Graham? I'll go ahead with it. Um, I'm going to take the Baltimore Ravens from the AFC, and I will take the San Francisco 49ers from the NFC. Ooh. Uh, I, okay. I think, that, I think that the Ravens will uh, – will make uh, the adjustments needed to overcome uh, Patrick Mahomes and uh, the windshield wiper Andy Reid himself. And, <laughs> <laughs> and the, 49ers like to, the, the 49ers to me just have uh, the most depth and skill all across the board in the NFC. Uh, we like to talk about the Buccaneers and the Saints, but uh, when you look at it, the 49ers still have a lot of good players and a great system and a great coach. Um, out there, and I'll take my dark horse. Uh, I'll actually pick the Los Angeles Rams uh, like to come the NFC. That I, I don't expect them to make it, but I like the way that the Rams played. They were able to control both sides of the ball against the Cowboys this week. The defense came up, you know, it came to play against a supposedly good Cowboys offense, and uh, the Rams offense looked like uh, it was just in control. It knew what it wanted to do and was able to do it uh, all night. So. Those those are my picks for this uh, for the Super Bowl. All right, Swab. I'm gonna go with Graham. Uh, I will take the Ravens. the The Ravens did make adjustments to make it where they would not, hopefully, not lose to the Chiefs again, and they did during the off season. They added mm-hmm. several key pieces on the defensive side to be sure that if the Chiefs tried to run the ball or even throw the ball, that they would be stopped. Now, I add the uh, the other division. I'll take the Seahawks. To Seahawks Ravens and my dark horse, uh, I won't have to go with my Broncos. Uh, they're mm. not going to win the division. <laughs> they're not going to win the division, but they will make noise with, with what they did during the draft, adding more weapons to go along with Cortland Sutton and and the defense that I saw watching Monday Night Football with Kareem Jackson, the safety that we missed when T.J. Ward decided to hang up his hat and do whatever, that, that safety is going to come down and be that Troy Palomalu or that 
Bob Sanders when he was at the Colts is, is what the Broncos need. And with Jerry Judy, K.J. Hamler, Noah Fan, and when Drew Locke is a starting quarterback for the Broncos, we're 4-2. We're so I like it. I will take the Broncos as the dark horse. All right, Chase. Oh, man. I, I think the, man, the way the Seahawks looked, they looked very, very good. And I, I think, y'all, I mean, going last, you guys have said, uh, you know, pretty much, pretty much my project, I mean, predictions too. Um, nothing crazy there. I think that the Chiefs always are always in the running. Looks like Lamar and them are going to have a pretty dang good team. The team yeah. that I don't want us to forget about that I feel like messed up last year but have gotten better just each and every year are the Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm. I, I I just think that they took Big Josh, Josh Allen guy. Yeah, Josh Allen. Like, they took him in the draft. And he did, honestly, to me, I didn't – I thought that he was the guy that people just take and maybe something will come of him. And honestly, it has. I think that their coach has gotten him better each year. And and didn't they play the uh, the Texans and the Texans came back and beat them in the playoffs? Isn't that how that went down? Yeah. yeah. See, and I just mm-hmm. I feel I feel like them going out and getting Stephon Diggs because I mean name their receivers last year John Brown and Cole Beasley like come on guys I feel like I need some more meat on the bone and I think they went and got mm-hmm. more meat on the bone with Stephon Diggs mm-hmm. I think he fits their kind of like they're 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 good at playing in the cold when playoffs come around um, I think he fits the team well I think he's excited to be there and uh, yeah man I, I think the Buffalo Bills I think they're gonna I think with the Patriots not quite being as good or as scary this year. I think that uh, I think the Buffalo Bills have got a really good shot at making it deep. Yeah, I I, I love that pick. Their defense is stout, and uh, Josh Allen's development, man. Brian Dable, former offensive coordinator of uh, the championship-winning Alabama Crimson Tide in 2017. <laughs> run um, the ball, run the run the ball, baby. Yeah, he he's done an incredible job with Josh Allen tailoring that offense to fit his strengths and um, to kind of hide his weaknesses. Uh, that co- that coaching staff overall in Buffalo um, has it going in the right direction. Um, well, with that, guys, I think that will wrap up our first podcast. Um, I appreciate y'all joining me tonight, and we will be coming to you every week, hopefully throughout the football season, and be on the lookout for more um, – podcast a part of the uh, trojan tailgate podcast network and uh guys can you tell people where they can find you online kyle edwards but uh i don't even know my instagram twitter handle i'll be honest with you. <laughs> kyle edwards five <laughs> <laughs> yeah something like that something like that if you really want right. to find if you really want to find me on twitter you can go stalk the uh followers and followings on the trojan talk uh, podcast network. There it is. Good idea. Um, hey, that, tag us in the bios oh, or something. That's the, okay, I like it. That's the best way to find me. I forget who I am sometimes, so <laughs> just, that's the best way to find me. Swab? <laughs> uh, you can follow me at Joshua Helms 21 on Instagram and Coach Swab on Twitter. Ooh, got a ring to it. Yeah. Coach Swab. <laughs> Coach Swab. I, I just do this for fun. Don't follow me. This is just for fun. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, it's at the Haney Project on Twitter and Chase Haney on Instagram. But uh, seriously, don't follow me. This is just for fun with the bros. Um, okay. Good yeah. time tonight, fellas. Yeah. Good time tonight. This was, yeah. this was Good enjoyable. time. Um, yeah, well, go ahead, Chase. 
Yeah. <laughs> got him. Yep. Um, <laughs> I guess I just I guess we'll just we'll wrap it up, man. Um, this was fun. This was enjoyable. Um, it didn't take much too much of my brain time. And honestly, man, I, I feel like I feel like this is just us just chalking up on the phone. I think that's uh, if I wanted if I was going to listen to something like this, I wouldn't want something that's highly produced, highly edited. Just just a bunch of friends that enjoy talking about football because that's what I relate to. Yeah, exactly. Sure, well, be sure to tune in to us next week and follow us on our social media, and we will talk to you guys soon. Thank you.